Hey, On The Clock fans, you're listening to another episode with your hosts Raul Lascano and George Martinez as they square off and tackle all of today's hot topics in sports news, trends, current issues happening locally and nationally, as well as highlighting some of our local student-athletes across the Sunshine State. Now, welcome your hosts, Raul Lascano and George Martinez. You're on the clock. What is going on, so, my guy? What's going on, man? It's it's a beautiful, beautiful Friday morning. It really is beautiful, isn't it? I am pumped. Yeah, man. We got a lot to talk about, bro. We do. So we're going to run through the gym real quick. We got breaking news going on around the NFL. You got Andre Johnson made some interesting comments about what's going on in Texas. The Eagles are at it again. We're going to talk about their coaching candidates and who they're considering as a hire. Alabama made a OC change uh, after the after he departed for, for, for a college job. We're going to tell you who they replaced him with. We're going to get into the playoffs, the matchups this weekend, and one of the most interesting stats. I have a great, interesting, fun fact news today uh, around the playoffs and, and what's going on with that, man. So how's the week How's it been for you? It's been okay, man. I mean, it's it's been it's been hectic. It's been cold every single night. It has been cold. It's been cold every single night. I haven't I haven't you know I haven't felt good. And every time someone doesn't feel good, you know how they're like, oh shit, he's got he's got the he's got the virus, he's got the COVID. He's got the COVID. But, he's got the COVID. Yeah, man. But I just you know it just was the regular old fucking. And it's crazy to say that when you have to when you have to justify being sick. No, no, no. I just have a regular. Co- it's almost like saying, "No, no, no! I am. I haven't been bitten by a zombie. Right? I'm okay. I'm, okay. I'm not gonna I'm do okay. what you all think I'm gonna do and freak out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but no, I've been good, man. It's been a, it's been an interesting week. I told you we we won our playoff game, so we're in the Super Bowl. So this whole week has been great, great practice. Everybody's focused. So it's been good, man. What about you? What have you been up to this week, man? It's been a quiet week, you know, grinding yep. with work and, and everything else, you know, with that and the kids running around doing some stuff, yep. trying to get the house, you know, dressed up the way it needs to be. Um, right. we're, I think we're going to have some people over this weekend for the, the Bucks game. Yeah. So hey, we're going to get into to, to I know that you're gonna, Bucks you're, game. Let me ask you something. Do you, have you, are, are you going to do a man cave in the house? Are you going to do one or no? In the or old or house is Michelle, Michelle going to like grab you by the nuts and be like, no, <laughs> I don't want well, that. In the old in the old house, I kind of sort of had one. Um, it was kind of where the office was. It was just my office. This house, we shared the office. Right, right. right. Um, but eventually in life, I'll have a main cave once the kids get out of the house. Yeah. That'll become, but it'll, it's a few, the, a few years down the road. The best man cave I've ever saw was by my buddy EJ. EJ has a separate, like, uh, you remember portables in high school? Remember how they used to have, like, a portable, whatever, couple, you know, used to walk to this shit? Well, yeah. he has he has this huge pool. He has a batting cage in the back of his house, a, a beautiful batting cage, and then he has like something that looks like a portable, right? So you're like, oh, that must be the shed, the sea. Sh- <laughs> you ever see the commercial, the she shed? Must be the shed, the she shed. <laughs> it must be that shed. So let me, you know, where he puts his lawnmowers or some shit, bro. You walk into this thing, it is completely decked out, pool table, TVs, wow. trophies, it's, it's done. The freaking, I saw this like. Um, Oh God, I, I really want to buy it. I don't even know what to call it. I'm not I'm not domesticated enough. Freaking it's like this uh coffee table. Well, I'm just saying I'm not I'm too I'm too I'm too Florida. So you like there's uh like this coffee table almost, right? So I was like, well, that's kind of weird to have a coffee because he has these stadium the stadium couches. 
the ones that you freaking electric and you like you would be right. in a movie theater. Yeah. Yo, yeah. the coffee table opens up, the TV comes out. It's a what? huge it's a he you hit the fucking button and then the TV comes out. And I'm That's like, what dope. is this? He opens up the middle of the couch thing and it's freaking it's a um it can serve as an ice bucket. For your beers, oh, for your beers, and man, then if you go by the foot dope. thing and you open it, there's more beers in there. <laughs> that's great. So, so I will tell you the closest that I'm going to get to a man cave, right? Okay, and I may need your help, and I may I may need the fans help. She may be watching the show. Oh god, right now actually at work, she's pissed. So I'm I was just kidding, Michelle. <laughs> I'm trying to get a fridge in every room that I can possibly be in. A mini fridge? Yes. Oh, that's dope. So I, I got one in the patio. No reason for a kitchen. Right. So I, I got I got one there. Yeah. We have one upstairs in the loft. Uh-huh. I want to get one in the bedroom. Nice. Because I have, I have a little balcony come, going out to the to the outside. So I want to I want to grab a beer and go stay outside. You know, you should have like a wine rack in there. So when it gets really you oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like a, yeah. you know what I mean? like a yeah. little fancy a little Yeah, and, like a little, yeah, little thing lights, right there. Yeah. yeah. She'll like that. Put some she'll know what's up when she sees satin sheets and silk. Like what is is tonight the night? <laughs> uh, like, it is Wednesday. Get so. into the fridge, pop the champagne. Yeah. That's right. It's not bad. Listen, man, we have a ton of yeah. things to get into. Yeah. And, and and again, for everybody that's that's tuning in to, to the show, we are live. There's a live broadcast. Yes, it, it is, is going to be replayed on our on our podcast as soon as we're done here. So if you missed out on it, you know, go check it out there. The video will be live as well for you guys to check it out. Visit our show. Visit our join our Facebook group uh, on the clock sports talk. Again, join. We have a lot of debates, pretty good ones in there as well about what's going on in the sports world as well. You can find us on any podcasting stream by simply searching on the clock radio. So, with that being said, man, we're going to jump right into it here. There was some breaking news. Lots of that breaking occurred news. Lots of breaking news. Here over, over the last couple yeah. of days, right? So, you know, first things first, we have James Harden finally, finally gets out of Houston. Yeah, but there's, there's so it, much going on in there. Oh, man. So, he finally joins the 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 Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. You know, he joins KD, the disappearing Kyrie. I yeah. guess we won't get into Kyrie disappearing disappearing stuff. But I know you had some interesting or interesting sound bites yeah. of what DeMarco Cousins and even, you know, what they were saying about James Harden as far as what he was as a teammate and, yeah. and how that went. So uh, I'm gonna let you play the clip there for, yeah, for man, a second. I, and, and I'll, and I'll set it know. up for you, man. And we'll get into Kyrie here in a second, but I'm going to set up with James Harden from DeMarco Cousins, and, and we'll talk about it. I'll let the fans listen in to, to what DeMarco Cousins had to say about um, James Harden. Me personally, I don't feel betrayed at all. Um, my interest in playing with John Wall, to be brutally honest. And uh, with that being said, um, the disrespect started way before, you know, any interview. Um, just the approach to the training camp, uh, Showing up the way he did, uh, the antics off the court, I mean, the disrespect started way before. So uh, this isn't something that, you know, all of a sudden happened, you know, last night. But with that being said, like I said, this is the nasty part of the business. So um, it is what it is. Listen, man, and if you listen to it carefully, the antics off the court, how he handled himself for training camp, 
He's more excited to play with John Wall <laughs> yeah. than James Harden. And John Wall seems to be more excited playing with everybody else besides James Harden. This is my question to you, okay? And I'm, I'm going to refer back to something here. James Harden going to go play with the Nets, in my opinion, is a bad idea. I don't, think, I don't think it's a good look. And I don't know why Kevin Durant – well, I do know why, because Kevin can't beat LeBron by himself. So he has to go load up. He, he has to go load up. My mentality was why – I know James Harden is a good athlete. I know James Harden is a good basketball player. So I get getting him on there. But do you take him knowing that there's going to be frustration down the road? Yeah, so I'll give you this comment here. And this, I'm, I'm going to take a comment here from Peter Williams. Shout out to you for commenting on, on the show. You know, KD went from going to the Splash Brothers when he was at Golden State. Right. Right, to now the Dribble Brothers because <laughs> – that's exactly what's going to happen. All these guys are just dribble ball guys. They're isolation basketball players. That's it. Right. And for, 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 for the young fans that are understanding isolation basketball is basically they play the basketball of, okay, four guys on one side of the court. One guy stays on the opposite side. He's in a dribble, right. you know, and take the ball to the hole, get a foul, shoot free throws. That's how they generate offense is right. they do more of one-on-one versus a team type of oriented guy. Now you add another guy who demands the ball, who's going to Highly shoot the ball whenever it. he wants to. Right. Doesn't like to pack. He obviously it didn't work out when he had Russell Westbrook, who's another ball demanding guy. He's a dribble guy. Yeah. Right. Now you add two other ones in Kyrie and Kevin Durant. I don't I don't understand why you make this trade. I I don't understand I mean I understand from a Brooklyn Nets point of view right but did they ask KD how they how they would like this you know now you got Kyrie missing maybe he's I don't know some way somehow probably acting out like fuck we got James Harden over here you know what I'm saying (laughs) like oh my god I don't know I don't understand what happened like for instance the OKC brothers which Harden was on Westbrook and Durant were all on it didn't work it didn't work with Westbrook and, and Harden so now we're going to find out, was it Westbrook or Harden when he goes here with Durant? Because if yep. Kevin can't cut it over here with, with Harden, then it's definitely Kevin. I mean, then it's definitely James Harden. To me, I know he's a good scorer. And I know he does play, you know, I, I don't know, man. I know he plays by, I, put it like this. Here, here's my, here's, I got several ideas, and I, I'm trying to get them all out to you. One, in the last 10 seconds, five seconds of the game winner, who's shooting the last shot? Durant, Kyrie, or Harden? Whoever's hot and, and and Jay Scudder actually, you know, he's on. Thanks, Jay. Thanks for tuning into the show. You know, he he brought a comment saying each one of them gets hot once a quarter. They're yeah. going to beat teams. They're going to be half the teams in the league just because they're so dominant. You know, they trade off quarters. You got first quarter, I, I hope KD. So. I got second quarter, James. Kyrie, you took over the third. Whoever's hot going into the fourth, you take over the fourth. If the Brooklyn Nets do not make the finals, this season was a bust. Oh, absolutely. And, and I'm going to tell oh, you right now, here's something else I'm going to present to you from the NBA. I have been advocating heavily that Michael Jordan is the GOAT. Michael Jordan is the GOAT. If the Brooklyn Nets make the finals and the Lakers make the finals and LeBron takes out the Brooklyn Nets, LeBron James will be the GOAT. The 36-year-old, 18 the, seasons in? Let me, Man, I'm tell, people I'm, are so low enough to try I'm, to beat this guy. I'm going to tell you, yes. I'm gonna t- that's, what I'm t- that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. We are still trying to make super teams to beat one man. And and here's here's how dominant LeBron is. 
And I, you know I haven't been on LeBron train. I love him as a no, basketball you player. Not. You have not. You have not at all. I love him as a basketball player, but he, here's something I want to tell you and the rest of the audience, right? LeBron James started in the East, and everybody said the East was weak. Right. So and the West the was West? heavy. This man goes to the West, and everybody now is fucking running to the East <laughs> the to get the fuck out of because they understand. Let me yeah, tell you, you know something. James Harden knew. Observation. James Harden knew for after last season, I am never going to get to the NBA Finals because I got to go through this big bitch. I got to go through now, him and the 46 freaking player roster that he has. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> of, of athletes. I, got, I can't go. He, James Harden knew he's not going to be able to get through them. Let me go to the East. Because who do you have to play in the East to get there? Like, potentially. Like, who do you think is going to be tough? It's probably going to be maybe, I'm going to say maybe, um, well, I guess I guess 76ers maybe. I would say maybe Boston. Maybe they'll be, you know, tough. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. That's all he has to get through to the East. To get so, to the finals. Okay, so... It- and that's it, right? If all three of those guys work out now, again, you know, and Jay Scudder again commented saying that, you know, they all played together in, in OKC didn't work out because they were young. Now Maybe. they're more mature in their year, in their years. Of but they were more mature. Separately. They were more mature. Westbrook was more mature and Harden was more mature just last season, wasn't Were they not? Yeah. That is true. Why does it not work? It, it, there's, you could say, we could say, and, and Scudder knows more about basketball than I do. But the one thing that I, I'm very big on is the chemistry. If the chemistry is not there, whether you're sure, young or sure. old, it's not going to work. And if they had bad chemistry when they're young, they're going to have bad chemistry when they get older. There's going to be things in the 82-game season they're not going to like. You know what I'm saying? It's just not going to work. I'm interested to see how Kevin Durant's going to work because Kevin Durant couldn't share the spotlight with Curry and Clay. So now he's going to share the spotlight with these two guys? Yeah, but I, I think the difference there here, he's seen as the man. Sure. Right? And, and when he was with the Warriors, he was seen as the third wheel. Yeah. Right. He was uh, the Jamon Green replacement in the scoring column. Right. Because it was really always about Steph and uh, Clay Thompson. Right. Yeah. We had other more breaking news that occurred yes. here over the last couple of days. And we had a Bill O'Brien sighting. Bill O'Brien has officially become the offensive coordinator oh my for Bama. Is so it, Bama, this, this became final? This became final? This is, this is official. Oh, it is, God. It is done. Bill O'Brien oh, God. is back coaching football. And and and, and credit to, to, to Bama. I guess Bama is like, and I saw, saw this comments a couple of times, Bama is the rehab center oh. for coaches. It has <laughs> to, to be, man. Who wants to get back to the you league? Think like, OC, you, think he's, you think Bill O'Brien is a good OC, though? You think he's a good offensive coordinator? Uh, I think he used to be. Yeah, I, I do I too. Was. I mean, that's why he went from, you know, college to the NFL. Again, a lot of people have made that jump from college to NFL, and it has not fucking worked. It just simply has not worked out at all. So he's going back to college. Again, <laughs> Bama is always loaded. I'm interesting. I mean, we know uh, Ajayi here, Paul, right? I'm seriously what, what, how he Bro. goes into Bill O'Brien's offense Bro. up there. Nick Saban is one of the micromanaging Coaches of the world. Is he not? Yes. Bill O'Brien is the most vocal asshole. Do whatever you want. <laughs> this is going to work. I mean, Once again, it goes back to chemistry. This is going to work. This guy, this guy doesn't come on unless Nick Saban says it's okay. 
That's how nothing goes through Bama unless Nick Saban says. I it's totally okay. agree with you. So, so let's assume let's let's play the let's play the role here, right? I'm saving your Bill right. O'Brien. Hey, come on in here, Bill. Let's have a seat. Oh man, it's great to interview you for the offensive coordinator. Listen, if you come to Alabama, don't give me no shit. Don't fucking tweet nothing out. And it's my way or no way. And you better goddamn find ways to get Devontae Smith the ball. If he doesn't clear for the draft, if he's out of here, I got a fucking five-star wide receiver coming in here from Bloomingdale High School in Florida. We got to find ways to get him the football. Do you understand this is how it works? Boom, 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 boom. You think, you think Bill O'Brien is going to be able to do that when he can't even groom Deshaun Watson? Well, but give the guy some credit. He, he groomed Deshaun Watson to an extent. Now, he is not the best People person. I, I think the biggest problem there was Bill O'Brien was the GM also. Bro, JJ Watt. He was not a GM at all. JJ Watt, who is God in Texas, okay, who is who is beloved in Houston, who I'm sure everybody in, in the state of Texas prays to JJ Watt, argue with Bill O'Brien and tell him how much of a trash coach he is. We go to Alabama. I think that's more on the general manager side. Again, and, and he's going to Alabama. And again, a couple sure. comments here from, from people tuning in. You know, he doesn't have the NFL obligations that he did with the Texans, right? Bama, he's sure. just now a coordinator. That's what he is. Yeah. And, and Jay was, you know, commenting that, you know, there's less headaches because they're not. You're in Alabama. Men, so, you're you're, you're so in you're Alabama. Like, you're have that J.J. Watt. That's Bro, you're huge. in Alabama. You're, you're in Alabama. There's pressure. There's, if he can't put up the amount of points. Think about how good that offense was this year. Yeah, it was very efficient. Now I know he's the weapons of Najee Harris, Devontae Smith, Waddle. I, I know those are huge, big parts of it. But Alabama will just reload. Right. If this yeah, guy cannot produce that, this is a one-year hit wonder. If he cannot produce it, he is. A one, I'm calling it now. He is a one-year hit wonder. One-year wonder. That's it. He no, might get fired mid-season next year if he can't beat the normal teams, like the the little petty teams that they play. By 60 or 70 points, he's only put up 35 or 40. He's going to be done by midseason. <laughs> you watch. I, you watch. So, you know, something that no one's done in a while is put pressure on Alabama in a national championship game. Right. In a very long right, time. So the, the one thing I want to talk to you about is how do we fix college football? Specifically in the playoffs. Uh, that's, How do we fix it? Listen, when I was on the JP radio show, right? You know, shout out to JP and fanstreamsports.com. When I was on the radio show, me and JP were talking about this because it is the same teams. Now, the right. one Alabama, team I have beef Notre with. Dame, Ohio State, and a random fourth. And you just, you just said the name. <laughs> we don't even speak the name Notre Dame in this house. But <laughs> that's the one team that I kept repeating. Like, yeah, like Notre Dame gets, you know, they get some notoriety just to be in there, which it's. It's not because it's Notre Dame, but it is the same team. It is Ohio State, it is Clemson, it is Alabama. I really don't know what is the best way to shake up college football, other than maybe putting a cap on how many five star athletes you can get. Because I don't, you know, and I say that jokingly, but I'm not being serious. But how do you how do you introduce another team other than what we said? You have to extend the playoffs. You have to expect you. So bowl games are pointless. Bowl games don't mean what they used to mean, especially with, with with all the young men taking care of their bodies and, and deciding to go into the NFL. And you cannot blame right. a young man for not playing in a game that doesn't mean anything for them. 
Right. It's going to hurt his draft status. Right. And hurt their future. Yeah. So my opinion, you have to treat college football playoffs similar to the way we do March Madness in, in, in college basketball. Yeah. Right. There's a ton of teams that are in. Now, I'm not saying you you bring in 40 teams and have a 40 team playoff. Right. Right. But what I am saying is you got to expand it to eight Expanded to eight, you more teams, and I think that's how you're going to see upsets. I think that's how you're going to see these. I would have loved to seen Texas A&M in the oh, playoffs, they, and they would have got destroyed. But it had been nice to see it because it ends the whole. You know, they got to play. Oh, we were eleven and zero. They played six games. I played eleven games. It it kills all that noise for this COVID year. You know what I mean? We're gonna have to see how this goes on. I, I don't know how to shake up college football. I don't know. Other than tell Alabama, you start out every year number ten, and then work your happy ass back to fourth. Well, at least if week by week we know how to work it. I don't know how to. I don't know how to shake up college football because it's almost like youth football, almost like high school football, right? You're just gonna have those most dominant teams, right? So, for instance, in youth football, the most dominant team in in all of Tampa is the Tampa Bay Jacks, right? They're the most the most dominant team, and I'm being silent. There's going to be some biased people. There's going to be people across the bridge. No, it's seven two seven. Shut the fuck up. It's going to be all those guys, <laughs> all right. But it's the Tampa Bay Jacks. Um, in high school, you, you still got your Tex. You got your freaking Armwood. Armwood. Bloomingdale creeped up there with a great year. You got your Gaithers there. You're going to have those normal cycle of teams that continue to have success. College is no different. College is you're going to so, continue to have that. So I don't know how so to shake that up. From, from Jay, so he, and I'm going to throw this out there. You know, so Jay said, you know, all Power Five teams yeah. send their conference champions to the playoffs. Then add the D2, D3 champion, the MEAC, SWAC, and seed them all in a bracket till we get a winner. Yeah, and that's because not bad. That's not bad. That's how you get, you know, because, man, how many times have we seen the, you know, and it always takes me back to Appalachian State beating Michigan. Yeah, week one, I remember right? that, yeah. That's how you get those, you know, those kind of games. That's actually what made that Brian start drinking. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go out. I'm just kidding. go but ahead. I think that's a great. I think that's a great idea because uh, I think that way you incorporate all the leagues in, and you have you have you truly have a a college football champion. Yeah, that goes across all divisions of sports, especially now, especially in the COVID year, where I think more kids. You know, the whole transfer portal is going to mess. You know, more talented kids are sliding down. I think you're going to see some pretty good D2, D3 football being played across the state. And it'd be, it'd be nice yeah. to give that school a spotlight and a chance because the, the bag is what's important there. Well, I, I, yeah. I still, with, how can I say this, the MEAC and, and D2, D3, they still need spotlights. I think ESPN should expand and give them spotlights. I think that should just happen naturally. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I, I think they should televise the FAMU Bethune Cookman game as a historical mm-hmm. game. They should. They should find should a way on, to. On, on national main event television. Dion, the, Dion's college team is going to be, he's going to be broadcasted because it's Dion. Yeah, well, of course. The, the name. Right. Well, you, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm in the conference, whoever I'm trying to play, I'm trying to play Dion's team, whether oh, I get absolutely. beat or not, I'm trying to get absolutely. exposed. Yeah. So that, but that should happen naturally. They should do that. I just don't know how you fix the D1 conferences. There's it because they're, they're, this is going to continue. This is going to be like, think about Alabama has been on top for how many years, even though they've been beaten, they've been beaten by Clemson, Ohio state every once in a while. They're always in that conversation. Bro, they're, they're never going to stop. That thing is a constant machine over there. 
You know what I'm saying? Clemson ain't going to stop. Ohio State's never going to stop. They've been to three different coaches, and they're still power five. You know, they're right. still in there. So I really don't know how you shake it up. I would like some good ideas, though, and maybe we could talk about it with, with somebody else. Jay Scudder, was, that was nice of him to, to, to put on there. He has some good ideas. But I, I would like to see I like to see how we would change it up, man. I really do. Yeah, so in, in moving into our NFL news, and, right. and there was a ton, ton of those also that kind of uh, came out over the last – couple days you know first things first we're gonna start with, with so andre johnson came out and made some interesting comments about again the texans that, that you just talked about below brian and, and i'll read this out there for for our listeners out there if i'm deshaun watson this is by andre johnson again and, and you you made a comment earlier yeah andre johnson has a tweet out in like two years yeah he doesn't say much i think the, i think honestly i think the last tweet before this one was october of 2020 and then before that was like 2017 like, so the guy doesn't go he don't tweet very much. much. Right. And, and again, and I'm quoting here him, if I'm Deshaun Watson, I will stand my ground. The Texas, the Texans organization is known for wasting players' career. Wow. Since Jack Esterby has walked into the building, nothing good has happened in or for the organization. For some reason, someone can't seem to see what's going on. Pathetic. And, and three exclamation points. Well, anytime Andre Johnson has never been known to talk much. Even when he was in the league, he was never known to talk a whole bunch. I remember beating the shit out of that cornerback. I can't remember the quarterback's name for Tennessee, but he beat the crap out of that guy. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, he's not. He doesn't talk much, man. So when he's sitting there telling you that there's something wrong with the Houston Texans, you know what I'm saying? Because he could he could easily got out the league and then bashed him. Right. He could have right, got right. easy. You know what I'm saying? But every week in 2017, especially, he was like, oh, I want to see my Houston team, Houston team. He was still supportive. But he is very supportive of Deshaun Watson leaving and didn't do what you're supposed to do. He wants him to stick by his guns. There's something wrong in Houston. There is. There's, there's something there's wrong. There's big problems. So whatever, whenever it was Bill O'Brien or the man, like he just said, that, that gentleman, something's wrong in Houston. I am advocating Deshaun Watson, get out. Go. Go yeah, somewhere else. It, it's it, J.J. Watt. God bless you. Leave. Nothing good is going to happen. You, for J.J. Watt, you've done your duty. You deserve a Super Bowl. You are not going to get a Houston Texans. It's not not going to happen. happen. So Deshaun Watson, I I definitely want him to come to Miami. Come on down. Come on down. Enjoy this beach weather. (laughs) I see you on the boat, Deshaun Watson. We got plenty of water over here. So would you trade Deshaun for Tua? Absolutely. In a heartbeat. Man, I didn't even think about that, huh? Nope. As soon as it was announced, I was like, God, I hope this happens. There's a couple reasons why, and there's a couple reasons why. I was never a fan of Tua. I was never a fan of Tua. Well, in college, I was coming out of the out of out of college. I wasn't a fan of him. Think about the receivers Tua has had in in his at Alabama. We're talking about Alabama now. Think of the receivers he had, bro. Oh yeah, they're all they're all first round picks. They're all, all first round wide receivers. You mean to tell me he's ready to he's He's NFL material. Bro, me and you could throw a, a five-yard route to Devontae Smith, Ruggs, whoever you want, Judy. We can, we can throw a five-yard route to these guys, and they're going to take it 90 yards. I'm going to look like the greatest. I'm, I'm going to look like Ken Dorsey. Remember Ken Dorsey at the Hurricanes? Yeah, I remember Ken Dorsey at the Hurricanes. Santana yeah. Moss, Andre Johnson, uh, Reggie Wayne. Uh, said, I mean, we he had weapons. There's nothing that you can do. So I wasn't sold on Tua all the way. I wanted Herbert. I didn't want Tua. I didn't get my wish, and I still haven't won the lottery, so that's fine. 
So, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Let, uh, but bring in Deshaun Watson. He's still young enough. You're going to get another nine to ten years out of him. Easy. Right. He hasn't been injured seriously. He has four years of experience under his belt. He has great, great awareness. I would love to have Deshaun Watson there. I would love to have him down there, especially since we have, we're have we going to get a new OC. I would yeah, love to have a new quarterback spending true. time with him, man. I, I would definitely do. Let them go to it because there's been Miami Dolphins reportedly coming out saying, yeah, Tua's not ready. Tua, wow. you know, he's a good guy. He hasn't, he's not progressing. Wow. So that, that hurts my feelings, man. Like every great quarterback, like Peyton Manning was progressing when he first came out of college. You know, he was draft, mm-hmm. he was he was progressing and he was a number two. Ryan Leaf was number one. Yeah. Right. Some asshole predicted Ryan Leaf. <laughs> but Ryan Leaf, right? So Peyton Manning, they at least progressed, man. I don't want to Tua's got to go. He's got to move. He got to progress. And I told no, you that he, before. He's got to make moves. He gotta, he's got to go moving forward. Cheney sure. was he was not going to freaking progress that kid. He wasn't going to do it. And now, you know, Deshaun, I hope he leaves. I hope he goes. And wherever he goes, I'm going to follow him because I, I love watching Deshaun Watson. No, I, I completely agree. Uh, hopefully he gets out of, of Houston. In, in, in other news, we also had a hire. We have the Jets have found their guy, the defensive coordinator from the 49ers, heads over there. What, what, what do you think about that? Is it a good hire, bad I, hire? No, it's a good hire. This I, I've heard. I'm, I say I heard like I'm like I'm in the NFL. Um, I've read nothing but good things about him. Right, right. My sources. I, I've read nothing but good things about him, and and you know they, how they talk about him. ESPN. Never heard anything bad. So you know he's a very passionate, emotional guy on the sideline. I don't know if you've seen 49er games. He is. Oh yeah. He's you know, very. He's fiery. My, my guy. As a defensive coordinator, you have to be. Oh, right? you, yeah. You got to be wild. You definitely got to be. Um, my guy Ken Shepard, who's a 49er super fan, he's he's gonna be pissed. I know he's pissed about this because he he actually oh, liked this guy. Wait, wait till we get to the the Eagles candidate segment. Oh here. my god, I, I want to talk to Fred about. If I could get Fred on here, it would be freaking hilarious. We also had Urban. Urban is making his return to football, but not college. Right. He's going into the NFL. Urban Myers in the NFL. He's taking over the Jacksonville Jaguars gig there. They have the number one overall pick in the draft. That probably swing the pot a little bit for Urban to come out of retirement. Does who does he take? Because he has to draft the quarterback number one, right? Oh, absolutely. How great would it be? This would be hilarious. How great would it be if he takes Fields instead of Lawrence? Because he's so Ohio State Buckeye. Because I don't think he yeah. likes Dabo Sweeney. How great would it be if he just took Fields <laughs> instead of what would be even funnier? Oh God! Is if is if is if Urban Meyer came out and said, you know, I have Trevor ranked as my eleventh <coughs> best quarterback. Oh God, that'd be. F- <laughs> Could you imagine that? <laughs> what a Clips petty move! Save being eleventh best. Yeah, what a petty yeah, move that would know. be. Like, yeah, he's he's on my eleventh on my 11. on my top tier. He's probably eleventh. That'd be great yeah. for him to do. I don't know how great he's going to be, man. It's like I keep telling you, chemistry. It's like yeah, he's bringing his own staff. He's bringing his own staff that he has chemistry with. But bro, uh, bro, so, bro, these are college. Listen to me. Listen to me. Oh, I know. No, the college NFL. How, how old are you, George? Uh, Thirty-four. I'll be thirty-five. Actually, my birthday's in twelve days, baby. You have a mortgage. I do. You got kids. 
I do. How many cars do you have? One. Well, two, but one and the wife each, each yeah. have one. It's two cars, right? Yeah. Okay. You have a job? Yep. Who motivates you? My paycheck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're going to tell a multimillionaire, 34-year-old defensive lineman who has two ex-wives, a baby mom on the side, <laughs> or, or, or a side chick with with another, working on his third marriage with a side chick, right? With a Lamborghini, a mansion. Hey, man, listen, you're not you're not producing good enough. You need to do this. You need, these guys are not going to listen, to Urban Meyer, man. I'm I'm interested to see how this goes. He's going to have to clean house and then build it back yeah. up. Yeah, so I agree with that. I yeah. hope he does. And you, I don't know, man. NFL is a beast, man. I'm sure he understands the business. I say I wish him luck. Uh, it'd be nice to see the Jaguars competitive again, but I don't know, man. This one I don't, I don't, I don't favor this one. I was I was ready for Eric Benini to get the job. That's who I really think should have got a job. But good luck to Urban Meyer, man. <laughs> we'll see yeah, how this works. He, he's in the Sunshine State again. We'll see. Uh, which, we'll which, by the way, we- he faked the freaking Urban Meyer. Don't think we forgot Urban. Urban, don't you think we? For- <laughs> don't you think Florida fans forgot about your? Health condition, it's, it's, yeah. So it's funny. It's funny. The wife literally said that to me two nights ago. She goes, "The guy that faked know, the heart attack." Yeah, she's like, "Oh, it, you know, it's funny how he got out of Florida by saying he had a illness, and then he goes to Ohio State and has another illness just to get out of these contracts and stop coaching." And it's right before something was coming out. Well, he got so, he right got some yeah. recruiting allegation comes out. No, no, he got out <laughs> because of his coach who was beating his wife. And well, the t- that's what it was in Ohio State. Yeah. The, the coach that was beating his wife, abusing her, or whatever, he was a psychopath. And he, and he covered it, it up and he knew about it. And that's mm-hmm. why he had to get Ohio State and he had to resign before they fired his ass. Listen, you're going to Jacksonville Duval. There's a lot of crap going on down there. Oh, yeah. You better not get caught up, Urban. You, you know, the, listen, man, this guy's known to cover up some shit. Yeah. Listen to me. He covered up her, her, Aaron Hernandez as much as he could, <laughs> as much as he could at Florida. This man's known to cover up some shit, so we're gonna see. We'll see how it goes down there in, or up there in Duval. And I wish we had Fred on the uh, on the show for this next segment because oh, I want to see Fred's look when I tell him that Adam Gase. This could be this could this be. guy. This guy right here is a candidate for the Eagles. Bro, do you job. see this, this dude? Right I'm gonna leave the picture right here for you. Listen to me, bro. Look at this freaking picture. If I, I know the fans that are listening on Podbean and, and iTunes, you can't look at it. But whenever you get a chance, Google Adam Case. There's there's not a picture on there where his eyes aren't coming out of his freaking head. For the people that join us live that are watching this, look at this dude's face. This is the face of your franchise. <laughs> this guy, right? This, this guy who just literally took a blow off the back of a toilet seat, who did a line of cocaine off the back of a toilet seat, this guy is going to be a head coach, possibly a head coach. Possibly. He's a candidate. When I heard he was a front runner. Front runner. This is the guy. Now, George, here's my question. I'm going to swat this back to you. Okay. Why are we not hiring Eric Benini? Why is this guy a candidate? I... I don't get it. And That's Eric Benini has been has been interviewed by all these guys, all these jobs that we're talking about. He's been interviewed. Why yeah. this guy just had a tank season, and he fucked that up <laughs> by winning three games. <laughs> he messed that up by winning two games. He got fired for failing at tanking. How did you tank 
and still screw up the number one spot to receive the number one player out of college. He screwed that up. I'm sorry, man. I was not a fan of him in Miami. I laughed no. my ass off when he went to the Jets. And to hear that he is a front runner for the Eagles, Fred Powell, I'm telling you right now, there will never be a day you go by <laughs> in your NFL season where I do not clown you and your coach. I promise you. I, I will dedicate my days to that. Hopefully, hopefully they hire one of these other guys. Drod Mayo is also I like Drod Mayo. I like him a lot. interviewed for the job. I think he'd be, be, be a great fit. And Phenomenal. The obvious one, the one you mentioned. Yes. This guy's interviewed like seven different places. Him and Does Arthur Smith. I, 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 what I want to know is, it. what I want to know is, there. Unless Eric Benini's going in there in flip flops, no shirt on, just like, <laughs> bro, I got Patrick Mahomes. Why would I? Why would I want to come here? You know what I'm saying? Which I, I doubt it. I, I believe he's nothing. Everything that he's a good guy. Everything we've read about him is that he's he's ready for it. Now listen, we all know race is an issue in the NFL and in college right. football. I'm, I'm, you know, I try to be a fair person, but I'm really starting to believe that they have, they're holding this against this man. You know what I'm saying? Why has he not, get, I'm not saying he's going to be the most winningest coach in history, right? I'm not saying he might work out like Mike Tomlin did, where Mike Tomlin hasn't missed, what, he hasn't missed a postseason 15 years or something like that? He's been in the, he's been in the postseason. He's been 500 or better every year he's been there. Jesus. That's amazing, you know what I'm saying? Not because he's a, a, a African-American coach, but that's just hard to do in the NFL. I don't know if Eric Benini is going to be just like that, but out of all these coaches, especially Adam Casey, <laughs> you're telling me we're not going to fucking hire him? How are you considering this guy over this guy? How? I don't get it either. How, how does, does anybody not watch fucking Sunday KC offense? Does anybody not watch... The play call that goes on, the design of the play, and I know Andy Reid has a big part of it, but bro, this guy, this, to me, he's the top guy in every right. category. Why are in we not giving him a chance? Unless he's not interviewing well. What? But, but again, that's what I'm saying. Again, like, what I, is he? I highly doubt that. I highly, I highly doubt it, bro. Because you know he would have been great for Jacksonville. And I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. He's going to have the number one pick. Get a young quarterback in there. He knows how to groom him because he's been having Patrick Mahomes. Right. Well, the same thing. And the Eagles with Jalen Hurts. Right. Or with the Texans and Deshaun Watson. Why would why would we why would you not want to hire this guy? I don't know. There's something to this, man. And let me tell you something. If he goes one more year, bro, bro, I, I'm telling you, everybody should ban from watching football. That's crazy. I agree. That's not cool, man. That's not cool. I, I'm not it's, taking it's, Adam Gacy. Even if you didn't know who Adam Gacy was and you Googled him and then you saw that picture. In the picture that's it. He is never gonna be my head coach. <laughs> Never. That's it. Fuck that. So now we got to get into a little bit of a playoff preview. <coughs> this is if if if, uh, if our boy Pete is still hanging around. Hopefully, this is his favorite segment of the show. So first, we're gonna start out over in the AFC. We got Baker and Mahomes. KC has opened up with a as a ten point favorite to beat the Browns. Who are you taking? And make sure you write this down today, by the way. Well, for our for our here, we here we go. This is because. live. We can go back to see this. Okay, we can go back. We can go back, back to see this. Show. I don't have my pen. Don't have pen. Who are you? Who are you picking here? KC or no? Actually, we won't go. The, we won't do a pick 'em yet. What do you think about this matchup here? We'll we'll, we'll talk about the pick 'em backwards. I, I, I know I know Cleveland's right on the high because they took out the Steelers. 
but the Steelers were overrated, like you've been saying all season long since week. I think you've been saying since week four um, that they've been overrated. I don't know if they're going to take out KC. I, I don't know. KC's been off for a little while, but I think KC likes doing it that way. Um, which, if you give two weeks for Andy Reid to prepare on offense, he just gets to work on more shit. Right. So, <laughs> him and Eric Benini probably worked on more things to do. But um, I, I like KC, man. KC just to me has too many weapons. They're too fast. Um, I don't. I don't. I know Cleveland has weapons as well, and, and they've been doing pretty well. But I, I think KC by two touchdowns. All right. So Peters, check back into the show. Oh, here he goes. He's gonna tell right, me I'm so, wrong. Call me DBU. And, 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 and I may have to look this up while we're live. Oh, he boy. said, I'm taking baby George over Mahomes. Jesus. You're saying that me and Baker look the same. <laughs> we got the beer going, man. Bro, he's, listen, he's, he's, listen man. He, he, Pete, you really think Baker Mayfield is is good. He's the guy. Like when, you, when you think yeah, right, when you think of guys that could take down the Chiefs, you're telling me Baker Mayfield's the guy. And you might be right, because any given Sunday or Saturday, it's the playoffs. It's a whole new season. As long as you're in, something else can happen. I'm not saying that. But when I, in my mind, when I think of quarterback that could take down KC, the top of the list is not Baker Mayfield. <laughs> but he could surprise me. We'll see how it goes, because all you need is, is a Cinderella story, and the Browns could fit that Cinderella story. So. The worst thing for the Browns in this game is if it's a shootout. If if Baker has to throw the ball more than 35 times, it's going to be a problem. If Baker has to do it more than more than yeah, he's if Baker has to throw the ball more than 25 times, it's it's going to be next, a problem. In our next one we have Lamar and Josh Allen. Now, before we break this game down, take a look at these quarterbacks that are left in the playoffs. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Baker's the oldest Ain't of that, the four remaining quarterbacks. Isn't that crazy? And Baker's like, what, 25? 27. 27. The other guys are 25 years or younger. Dean, the AFC's been... This is why, this is why you draft... This is why drafting a quarterback, a good one, and developing them, right. like you mentioned, matters so much. It does. Because here you are, they're 25 years old, and they're in the playoffs, and these are guys that can consistently bring you back year in and year out. And, you know, these guys are, are no longer on, on a rookie deal. Lamar Jackson still is technically, so is right. Josh Allen. Right. But these guys are all rookie deals. So the cap space that you're able to save to go get other guys to make this run, I mean – it's it's crucial now. With that being said, what are your thoughts on this matchup here? I, I like Josh Allen and the Bills. Raheem, I know Raheem uh, Monroe is somewhere right now saying Bills Mafia. Mafia. Yeah, Bills Mafia. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, I like the Bills. I mean, Josh Allen and them, they're 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 like a they're Ferrari right now. Yeah, they're like a Ferrari they're right now. To watch yeah. Stephon Diggs going to Buffalo has completely changed their offense and their dynamics. Again, the one thing I'm concerned about, and I've, and I've said this over and over in, in different shows, is the ability to run the football. Yes. The Bills don't necessarily have that ability to run the ball. Right. Consistently, they're not dominant. They're more of a Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, throw the ball down the field right. kind of team. The, the one chance I think that Baker has to upset Mahomes is if Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt run the ball 
Which again, for Kareem Hunt, this is a personal game, right? Oh yeah, he was talking. Kareem Hunt he was talking. Cut. Yeah, he was talking good shit. He was talking. Yeah, so he's good. been out on social media talking a little bit of noise. Josh Allen MVP candidate. He's up there in the running now. It's going to be an interesting matchup for sure. Can the Bills stop Lamar Jackson's running game? That's going to be. These guys have been a tear the last five weeks now. They've ran for over 100 yards in every single game. Yep. Last week, they ran for nearly 200 yards. And they finally made the switch. I've been calling for this switch for a long time when they finally took out Mark Ingram. Yeah. And put in the guy from Ohio State, J.K. Dobbins. Yes. They just looked more electric. The guy has more juice. He's quicker with his steps. He's a faster guy. He has that breakaway ability. Where Mark Ingram is going to get you three point two yards of carry. I agree with you, man. And when you mention run game, it's it's the Ravens and Cleveland who have the run game. Right. They they have, right. they have the run game. It, but like man, you, but you said, you got Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, so you got the the balance right of the run right. game. Is these two guys are the X factor for their teams? Right, and and that's where if if. If Lamar has to get into a shootout with the Bills, I feel the same way you felt with Cleveland and Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Lamar's yeah. going to have it in them. Uh, you know what I'm saying? He, he, they, Josh Allen's offense. If Josh, let me tell you, if those Bills come out the first drive, boom, 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 touchdown within three minutes, four minutes, it's going to be a long day for the Ravens. I agree. You know what I'm saying? Because he's got to shoot them out with them, and God forbid if they get a stop and then put up another touchdown. Now they're just going to abandon the run and just try. Straight right. pass. You just try to throw because now you got to go score yeah. for score. The Ravens do have a pretty good defense. I am going to see. They do. They I'm do. interested in how the matchup kind of works because um, the, the secondary for the Ravens is pretty good. Yeah. How do you slow down? Up. But how do you slow down Stephon Diggs, man? Because they'll find if, another if way to kill him, you. Cole Beasley. Yeah. You know, he he's that Edelman kind of guy for Josh Allen. They're kind of taking right. that Patriots play, uh, you know, template. Right. Right. They have like two or three running backs that play. They just signed Devonta Freeman. Uh, from the Giants practice squad roster because they lost a running back. And they just kind of rotate running backs in throughout there, but they're really just a, a, a throwing type of team. Right. I'm interested to see how that goes there. I, I mean, I, I do think, you know, the, it's more of the Ravens defense against Josh Allen than it is mm. Lamar against Josh yes, Allen because oh, yeah. the Bills, can they slow them down is what the question is going to be. Right. And then this next one, we got Mr. Shutdown Corner. Yeah. And Jalen Ramsey against... Devontae Adams, the Packers, the Rams. I'm not sure yet who's starting at quarterback. I think Goff is starting at quarterback uh, for for the Packer or for, for the Rams this week. It's in Green Bay. It's in Lambeau Field. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the game? Does does Ramsey shut down Devontae Adams? Because if that's if if, if Ramsey can shut down Devontae Adams, that's about the only chance yeah. the Rams have of making this a game. You know, you know, in the last matchup that that looked really good, and there's been a lot of great ones with receivers and DBs. There's been a lot of great ones, but the one that I was most excited to watch the last time was uh, Moss versus Revis. Oh yeah, that was uh, good. That's yeah. that's the last one I was really really excited to watch. Like, okay, let's uh, now now we got a show. Now we got a mm-hmm. show here. Let's let's see what we got. Um, so I'm excited to see what both of them can do. Can they can Jalen Ramsey easily shut him down? Absolutely, but can Devontae Adams? Freaking just annihilate Jalen Ramsey. Sure. These are two evenly matched men in their skill positions. What I don't want is I don't want this to be a flag fest. Yeah. Let them play. They're both physical players. Devontae Adams is a very physical receiver. So is Jalen Ramsey as a DB. Let those guys play. Don't bail one out. Don't bail the other one out on the flag. or Just let them play football. 
that's what I want to see as well. And I also want to see, I don't want this to be a decoy game either. You know what I'm saying? Where we pull Devontae yeah, Adams. They, they, they move Adams from side to side just so they can go the other so way. So we go with, the other way and move. With the other receiver. That's, yeah. I, I hope they don't, they don't play those shadow games. Actually try to attack him. I think Aaron Rodgers will try a couple times yeah. trying to attack him. It's Aaron Rodgers. It's Aaron, yeah, it is. And, and again, I can't call it either way. I can't sit there and say Rams is going to dominate this dude. And I can't say Adams is going to kill this guy. Like, I can't even call it either way because they're both very skilled in their positions, man. Yeah, the, the one thing for me is Aaron Jones, obviously Green Bay has a running game, and I, and I preach his running game in, in the playoffs, right? But Aaron Donald is a beast. He controls that middle of the field. Now, he did hurt his ribs he did, yeah. last week because he was seen coming out, and, and he was you know kind of 50% kind of the rest of the way. How does he impact the game? Because if he can control that line of scrimmage and prevent the game from being one up front, because I think, I think the Packers go into this game saying we want to run the ball yeah. as much as we can, try to use play-action pass. Is 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 probably their their game plan for the week. What happens when Aaron Jones gets shut down? Now you're sucking third and thirteen situations, and now we know that's when the Rams are their best. When they know you're going to throw the ball, they have the guys to cover it man to man. They can yeah. play zone. They can do those things well. That's kind of the the game between the game that I'm interested in seeing. So my my thing is this: I if I'm the Packers from the first quarter. I'm doubling Air Donald and getting super physical with him early. Absolutely. Because I know you're still sore, bro. I know you're still test hurt. Test ribs out. You got to test yeah, ribs out. Let's, let's see how you do with this double team. I know you got that quarter zone shot. I know you're feeling great. But we're going to wear off that juice by getting, your, by getting you amped up, a little bit of adrenaline pumping. Let's burn off that quarter zone a little bit. I'm going to double team him early and run the ball like you said. And yeah. just try to understand this is the game plan to slow down Aaron Donald because by the third, fourth quarter, I know he's hurting. I know he's hurting. Mm-hmm. Then he's slowing coming off the ball. So now the double teams turn into solo right. blocks to where I could climb to the backers and stuff. And your play action start working a little bit better. That's just my opinion, though. You know, I'm still coaching high school, so I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I have no idea. But I, I, I'm interested to see it because, like you said, if you get them in, in second and long, third and long, that's when the Rams are, are at their best and they just pin their ears back and they're just going to go for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna, listen, it's going to be a tough matchup because, like, we, like you said, anybody that gets in the dance – they can go home with the prom queen. They can. You know what I mean? They can. So we're going to see, man. We're going to see how that goes. Right, that's a good matchup, though, man. And before we get to my matchup of the week, I want to shout out Miss Liscano oh. for joining the show. She's tuning in. So shout out to her for joining she the show. She's sleeping somewhere. Go to bed. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's fine. That's cool. Um, but the matchup of the week, the why we have the show, at least why I do the show. <laughs> my whole reason of being on the radio. Here we are. Baby. That is such an awesome picture, bro. <laughs> we got Brady and Drew Brees. And, and to be honest with you, I wish I, I, I had another picture for this because I, I, I really think the game will be won and lost on how Mike Evans does against Lattimore. Yeah. Because Lattimore has owned Mike Evans right. uh, since I can remember. So that's kind of where for me the matchup between the matchup kind of lies here but hey so listen first game of the year Brady yeah. with the new team no chemistry covid sounds, year sounds like excuses but go ahead go ahead continue continue with continue with we, the second we one. hung in there we hung in there <laughs> second game and got our, and, and got our butt kicked uh the second time around AB was his debut. We tried to force feed the guy the ball no uh, but go ahead oh, which by the way in both games Byron left which was still calling the plays that's um, that's go ahead. That's exactly my point. But go ahead. And now going into the third matchup, I, I saw it last week. 
Okay, so last week I tuned into the game. Yeah. I'm watching it very heavily, and I can tell there's a play call difference from the very beginning of the game. Yep. Okay. I didn't see very many deep passes. I saw a couple. I right? saw but deep shallow crosses. Yeah. Yeah, you saw you saw some of those. You saw the checkdowns. You saw yeah. Fournette get involved early in catching the ball. Yep. Uh, and again, against a very good Washington football team yep. defense, right? So uh, Brady ended up, you know, not getting really touched at all by by Washington's, you know, defensive line. Chase Young had was pretty much shut down. But again, the Bucks schemed to shut Chase Young down because Gronk didn't catch a pass. No, he but was Gronk, he, he was, was left basically playing left tackle. That's what I was gonna say. He was Jimmy left. And Smith were both playing left tackle on Chase Young. Please keep that young son of a bitch right. off of me. Yeah, this guy cannot. T- the other four of you block these three. You two just stay with him. The enjoy time. the game. So, what are your thoughts on this? This is the third time. It's hard to beat a team three times in a row. It is. But then again, the Saints have swept us. Uh, in the regular season, I think three consecutive years now, or at least two consecutive years, because they swept us this year, and I think they swept us last year, if I'm not wrong. So, who wins? Or no, not who wins. What are your thoughts? Because because I'm sure I, so, I know where you're leaning with this pick already. I can tell you. I can see in your face. Listen, man. But I, I was let me let me let me go back morning. to the beginning of the season. I told you Byron Love, which was not going to work out. He needs to go to Marshall. He's going to go to Marshall. He might be a phenomenal offensive coordinating <laughs> coach. For college, but I told you it was not going to work out with, with Byron Leverage because there was too many big-name stars coming, number one being Tom Brady. It was not going to work out because he, when you do that, when you put your chips all to the middle of the table and you're all in, at the end of the day, it comes to who's coaching those guys. And Byron Leverage, in my opinion, was not going to win you a Super Bowl. He wasn't going to do it. You might get there. You might be, you know, he was not the guy to win the Super Bowl. You, That was my point, number one. Number two, you're absolutely right. Those first two games that you guys played them, Byron Leverage was calling the plays. And I'm sorry, primetime game, whew, the lights came on. Man, he was gone. He was out of there. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I still think the Saints beat you by three. <laughs> We're doing our pickums later. Uh, I've been so picking them the whole me, time because we're at fifty nine minutes. So I've been picking them the whole time. Saints by three, and I'm and I will say this: I'm a true football fan, like many guys are, many women are. Like there's, you know, I'm a true sports fan. I am looking forward to seeing the matchup of Breeze and Brady again, just like anybody was excited back in the day watching freaking Marino versus Elway or Johnny Unitas versus uh, Joe Namath. You want Peyton Manning versus whoever was going against Peyton Manning at the time. But you want to watch, uh, you just want to see a good game, and these two guys can give us a great game. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. T- to me, the X factor for the Bucks is going to be the running game. The Bucks have ran the ball better um, over the last four, five, six weeks now. I think Ronald Jones has hit a stride. I think they figured out how to use Fournette and Jones um, together to, to run the ball. Play action pass is going to be uh, a factor as well. What concerns me is defensively. We have to, we have not shown in three years we can stop Michael Thomas or Alvin Kamara um, from just going off. Yeah, you know it, th- these guys. These guys enjoy playing Tampa because they're they're bullies. That and they're, their they're, stats they're go up. They can reach incentives with, with, with versus yeah, the Bucks. <laughs> they can get incentives. Like, what, what incentives we got this week? Oh, we're playing Tampa. We're good. Um, 
so I, I'm hoping, you know, that we see Bowles game plan to, to stop Mike Evans or to stop Mike Evans, to stop Michael Thomas, to shut down Kamara. To shut, we, we've been good against the running game mm-hmm. all year long. We're, we're the top team there. We got to find a way to shut down those guys. And I'm taking the Bucks by 10. And you're not wrong by, by doing that because you're, the you're, team, you're bucked out right now. Win. You're bucked out right now with your buck of gear. Of course, you see it. I, I got my Levante Davis shirt on. Devin White comes back this week. That's, that's he nice, has not that's played nice since yeah. week 16. So he's been off for two weeks because he was on the COVID list. Yeah. And because we played on a Saturday last week, he came off the list on Sunday. So had we played Sunday, he would have played. Um, but again, nice. it's a, that's another week of rest for, for, for that guy there. Um, so what, I, I know we're running out of time, like you mentioned. So we're going to go, we're going to go straight. <laughs> Peter <laughs> says Saints by 24. <laughs> he's, he's picking a blowout. Wow. All right. So 24, we're going to wow. rapid fire. We're going to yeah. rapid fire. We've already broken the games down. Yeah. It's time to make the pickups. You are picking the Saints. I'm picking the Bucks. Yeah. So that's done there. Rams, Packers, who wins? Uh, I'm going with Packers. Yep, I'm going with Packers as well. Ravens, Bills. Bills. Bills as well. And then Chiefs and the other team, the Browns. Chiefs. Yeah, I'm going Chiefs as well. So the only game we're off here, different here, is Saints, Saints. And, and the Bucks, which, again, you love to pick against my Bucks. It, only when it's the Saints. No, you did last week with the Washington football well, team. Well, I just I picked well. them because I want the Falcons would be I want an extra motive. I want to, hey, they also. almost got you. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. One of those three games, they almost got you. You didn't blow but them completely did, out. Did we, did we win? You won. You definitely won. There was some questionable shit going on, but you won. Hey. Yeah. Hey, Dad, talk about questionable. Well, we, we won't talk about youth football questionable players. <laughs> Yo, could you? That'd be another hour and a half of, <laughs> of screenshotting messages, people being pissed off in, in these Jerry Springer form groups. Oh, God. What a week. So Brian Brian is also, Hollister checking in on the show. Appreciate you, Brian. Oh. Brian is going, here's his picks. Brian is going Saints, Packers, Bills, Chiefs. Yeah, see? Peter Peter has, obviously, the Saints. He's got the Rams. He's a big defensive guy, man. He's a big fan of Jalen Ramsey. He's got yeah, the Rams he, he's a DB coach. That's what, he's going with his heart with DBs. He's going with Cleveland. You know, he's going with baby Georgia, beating uh, the Chiefs and, and the Bills. Call. Well, didn't, didn't Pete didn't Pete earlier in the season say that they were a sleeper team? He did. He did. He's uh that's one of his top five sleeper teams that are. And I remember in the, another podcast, we also said when Cam Newton was looking for a for a home, Cleveland would be the most ideal team. place. But you know, what do we know? We're just we're sitting just in Tampa what waiting for ESPN to hire us. <laughs> yeah, man. So with that being said, dude, we're we're at an hour and six. I want to thank everyone for joining the show. Yeah. Uh, again, if you want to shoot us an email on the clock 20 at gmail.com, visit our Facebook page, join the group. It's called on the clock sports talk. Um, again, any questions, concerns, hit us up. Want to join the show. Let us know Raul and any, any parting, parting words as well, my friend. Absolutely, man. If you ain't busy, if you're not doing anything, come out to Skyway starting at six. Uh, 30 in the morning. I'm just kidding. That's 6.30 in the morning. About 8 o'clock in the morning. Come watch your Tampa Bay Jags whoop on a couple teams. And also some really good football from youth football around the area. Also, please wear your mask. All right. Until next time, you're on the clock.